Have you ever wanted to start a business but feel stuck and don't know how to start? I want to get you from idea to income in less than 90 days so you can change lives and make an impact while earning money. My name is Barbie Jo and welcome to Passion to Profit. Hello everyone, Barbie Jo here. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I have Jessica Littman with us. She is known as the Organized Mama and recognized by People.com as an organized and DIY expert and has been encouraging families to not only embrace their homes, but also how to incorporate fun and easy organizational habits that every family member can do. Her work has been featured in Better Homes and Gardens, Parents Magazine, and the Boston Globe. And her book, Home Sweet Organized Home, will be arriving on bookshelves in spring of 2020. How exciting. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us how you got started. What is your story? Oh my goodness. Well, I've always been an organized person. So organizing has always come easy to me. I think it's just a a skill I've just had. And I was, uh, in my former life, I was a teacher. And while I was teaching elementary kids, my classroom was always organized. I had other teachers always comment on my organizational pieces. Like one time I was sick, had to call another teacher and I was like, okay, in the second cabinet on the third shelf. And she's like, how do you know this? And I was like, I don't know. I just do. So I've just always been like that. And then I got my master's in special education and we would do home visits for some of our uh, families coming into the school. So during that time, I would kind of like help them because with special ed, there's a lot of papers. So we just kind of like help them get organized and figure all of that out. And when I decided to stay home with my son, I decided to start a blog just on, you know, we moved from the city into the suburbs. So like a big house from like a one bedroom apartment. My family is not in Chicago, they're in Minneapolis. So it was kind of like a fun way just to kind of share the projects and stuff I was doing. And then that has turned into the Organized Mama, which is uh, the business that I now run. That is amazing. So I love to hear that you were able to take a passion of yours and a skill set that you were already very good at, and you were able to build a business around it. Yes. I think that is so inspiring to everyone out there. And that is the whole purpose of this podcast is to help women recognize those gifts and those talents, uh, particularly in our industry, because there's such a need for it. Totally. I completely agree. And I think a lot of people downplay their um, kind of skill sets that they have just naturally. And, you know, sometimes I feel like we've been told as women, you know, oh, you need to kind of fit in this one box. But we have so many other skills that if they come naturally, they should be showcased and you should be proud of them instead of trying to, you know, make it feel like work. Totally. Yes, I agree. Okay, so for those who are listening who are just getting started in the industry, um, tell us how you were able to start finding clients. 
So this was a big one. Um, I started my blog first, which is not typical of most professional organizers. So I started my blog first and those friends were like, oh, you can help me organize. So then I'd start to help them organize their homes. And then they started like referring me to their new friends. Their parents were like, oh, I need help downsizing. I need this or that. And so that's how it kind of started. Now, a lot of professional organizers that I've talked to, I mean, I've been doing this for almost nine years now. So um, I do coach some professional organizers and my biggest piece is find local groups like mom's groups or like next door and promote your business that way. Just sharing like you can support them, you can do these things. And then you're going to, if you do a quality work, good job, you're going to get referrals because people are proud of what you've done. I love that. It's so good. Because I think a lot of women are kind of stuck, first of all, in imposter syndrome where they're like, who am I to go out and say that, hey, I can organize your home and do it really well. And then to go out and find clients. So how did you get over imposter syndrome if, if that was an issue for you? It still is. It doesn't go away. (laughs) I don't care what anyone says. It does not go away. So just knowing that you're just always going to have it. You're always going to feel like, oh, well, who am I to tell you this? Who am I to write a book? But then I'm like, well, I wouldn't want to write a book if it wasn't something I wasn't supposed to do. I wouldn't want to create this business if it wasn't something I was supposed to do. So just kind of like flipping it around and being like, well, you want this because it's something you're supposed to do. Oh, I like that. That is so good. Okay. I love that. So the desire is there for a reason. Yes. And you just need to get out of your own way. Exactly. So just like change it because you're always going to feel, you're always going to feel intimidated. There was a couple of years ago, I went to a conference and this huge uh, influencer, blogger, creative was like, got up on stage and she's like, I'm so intimidated by all of you sitting out there. And I was like, I'm nothing compared to like the audience, you whatever. But then I thought about it for a second and I was like, everyone feels this way, whether they say it or not. So you're in good company because everyone feels like that. It's true. It's so yeah. true. And I think it's what you do with it or about it. Some people are just like debilitated by it and are like, I, I can't move forward. I just, I can't get around this. And it took me some, I, I had to be coached through it for sure. Mm-hmm. I had to hire a life coach and <laughs> work through that for sure. But I think that's great. There are so many people in this world that have been through it. So find someone that resonates with you and then like talk through it with them because sometimes just talking makes you feel, oh, like this isn't so scary. Totally. Oh, totally. And especially building a business, being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. is kind of a lonely journey. And most people around you have no idea what you're doing or why you're doing it. Oh, not a clue. Not a clue. And that like, I mean, honestly, yesterday, this was a full-on conversation I had with my husband who has been along for the journey for the nine years. And still, it was just kind of like, that's what you did today. I created an email funnel that I was so proud of. And he's like, seriously, that's what you did? And I was like, that's a big deal. 
<laughs> That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. But if you aren't in this world, then you don't understand how big of a deal like creating something like that is. Oh, it's huge. It's like birthing a baby, yes. but multiple, because you're not only just organizing, you're marketing, you're creating, you're con- making content, you're reaching, you're trying to develop relationships, you're trying to nurture relationships, you're trying. There's just so many pieces to it. So many. That makes me laugh because I was talking to my husband and I said, yeah, I'm trying to create a new offer. And he's like, what's an offer? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I love it. Like, never mind. <laughs> yes. Okay. So tell us then about this book that you have been called to write. I am just like so excited about this. It is called Home Sweet Organized Home. And it is a practical guide for families to get organized. And I, since fourth grade, have wanted to write a book or, well, be an author. I wanted to, so not just one book, I wanted, I want many books. So since fourth grade, this has been something that has always been, you know, I'm supposed to be doing. So I was fortunate enough to find a publisher who liked my concept about practical organizing tips for families. And so in the book, I mean, I think, what is it now? The first handful of chapters are about setting your mindset, getting over your perfectionism, age-based organizing for kids. And because I feel like as parents, we take on a lot of things for our kids. And so my focus is we got to like change that, teach them these skills so that they aren't, I have the story that one of my sweet clients was so proud of herself. Her son was about to go off to college. So she hired me to pack up his stuff for him to go to college and then came in the room to show me these note cards of, you know, when you get sick, do this. And when you do your laundry, do this. And she was like, aren't they so cute? And I saw that and I was like, oh, okay, okay, we, nope, this, this can't happen. (laughs) We can't do this. So that was like the realization that like, no, parents need to let go and we need to allow our children to do things for themselves. And so that is a big piece of the book. And we also go into, you know, the obvious room by room tips that I share all over social media and my blog and my courses and everything. But I'm so proud of this book and really excited for, you know, it to inspire others to organize for what works for them. I love that. Oh, wow. So many people ask, well, how how do you have so many kids and yet you're an organizer? and and you're organized. I'm like, I'm not working, you know, to the bone every day to keep my house maintained. My kids know what's expected of them and how to work the systems. You know, they're taught, yes, this is the system for this, this is the system for that. And you play a part in it to help maintain it. 100%. And as a former teacher, that's how classrooms run. As an entrepreneur, you see this, you need systems to run your business. Otherwise, all you're going to be doing is treading water. And that's not a way to be sustainable. So you have to set things in place for your family. And 
I don't remember where I heard this, but she said, you know, you kind of have to treat your family home life as a business and everyone has to have their specific role just like you would in an office place. And I loved that because sometimes we think like, oh, as a mother, I have to do all of these things, but you don't. Right. I mean, that's how you, if you want to burn out, that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Yes. Because people always will sit, make comments. Oh, well, you're so calm. Or how are you so put together? You have five kids. I'm like, because everyone pulls their weight, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a team effort. (laughs) It is a team effort. And it should be whether you have one kid or, you know, five. I've had clients who've had seven kids and they, but you have to, you have to set things up in place. You have to make it easy for them. And that's how things run. Okay. I love that. I can't wait for your book to hit shelves. Um, when is it launching? It comes out April 26th. Oh, wow. Right around the corner. Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. So we are exciting. like in the final push. So it's crazy. That is so exciting. Okay. Now let's back up a little bit. Walk us through your system of um, a consultation. That seems to be the biggest like question mark in the industry. Oh, Most organizers have so many different ideas of how a consultation should be run and how to give an estimate. So just give us in a nutshell, your system or your advice. Oh my gosh. I love this question um, so much. So Currently at this time, I just do virtual consult uh, consultations. So I'm going to share how I did um, it in the past, um, just to kind of, you know, how I started and as I progressed to where I am now, because I think that's something that not your business is going to evolve. Once you get more clients, once you get more inquiries, you're going to have to change your system. So when I first started, I was going to people's houses. I mean, I would spend maybe an hour walking around, um, taking all sorts of measurements and like giving them advice on things. And then I wasn't always booking the job. So then I changed how I viewed the consultation. Um, Then I changed it to 30 minutes. I'd set a timer on my phone to go off at 30 minutes and I would stop the, you know, the discussion and be like, okay, well, that's all the time I have. And now I have to go because I was finding I was getting sucked into conversations about other areas of the home that they just wanted help with. Mm -hmm. And so as I started getting busier, then I would come in, I would assess the space. I had like a questionnaire that I would ask them. I stopped taking measurements because I stopped coming with product first because I was finding I was wasting more of my time coming with product than I would have if I just would have come in organized and then like bought the stuff for them because most of the time we were getting rid of things anyways. So why was I spending my time going to the store, returning, buying new stuff, returning that? Like I found I was wasting too much time. So 30 minutes and then now it is virtual consultations. Love that. So much money and time is lost, I think, yes. in the consultation. And it needs to be very efficient and very streamlined. And I have had some um, people, potential clients, not like that idea. 
that they have to submit their pictures or get on a video conference call. Like, okay, then you're not my client. You know, exactly. I am not going to waste a day to go out to you to have a conversation to, yeah, not be booked. (laughs) So one thing I did start doing um, in the middle of my 30 minute consultations was I did charge that then I took off of the final bill. Mm. And that eliminated a lot of the people just wanting, you know, the free advice. Mm-hmm. Also, the people that did want the free advice, I was fine giving it to them because I got paid. So I'm fine giving you that time. And if you wanted just an hour of my time, okay, you paid for an hour of my time. I gave you a whole bunch of ideas and then you can go and take that. But I still am not spending extra time unpaid. Because there are some organizers, um, I was running a mastermind group and one of the organizers, she was driving like 30 minutes because of where she was located. And so she was driving about 30 minutes to consultations. So then she started charging for the hour and then she was finding she's actually booking more clients that way because they started taking her more seriously than just, oh, I'll come for a free consultation. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. Now you have, okay, so this is where some of my students have struggled. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll say, oh, I had this really great consultation. They want to book me. I'm, I'm on the calendar. Now what? And I'll say, okay, great. Well, how long do you think this job will take? They're like, oh, I don't know. Um, Okay. So you didn't talk to your client about how long you would need to be in their space. She's like, no. Do you know what you're organizing? Do you know the specifics of what you're dealing with? Closets, drawers. They're like, well, no. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So what information do you like to walk away with before then going back to execute a project? Oh, this is, this is a big one. Well, first thing, have a contract signed always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen so many organizers, new organizers don't have contracts. And I think that is your biggest mistake. Set a contract in place because then in that contract, you can put what rooms you're going to do and it's crystal clear. So if you find yourself like walking away without any of that information, you can't add any of that to the contract. You can't say, well, we're going to be organizing, you know, these three spaces. So right there, you, you're already thinking ahead. So I love create, like spend a day creating a contract, writing down questions you typically find that you ask, and then look back at the projects you've done. And then you can get kind of a ballpark estimate. I typically give like a two hour at like, you know, playrooms typically take, you know, four to six hours, depending on the space. Kitchens can take six to eight hours. It depends on that, but I give them kind of a ballpark idea of it so you can look back at what you've already done and then create, like write it down, have it in your phone, on a post-it, whatever, even in your contract. Like you can say, kitchens typically take this long just in case so you never forget to give them that ballpark because then they can figure out the pricing and see if it is worth the investment for them. Right. Okay, so what was the biggest piece of advice, I guess you would say that you would give someone starting out as an organizer. Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Um, (laughs) So many things. 
Uh, one, you can always change your prices. You yes. Can always <gasps> change your prices. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Like if you don't like them, then, you know, new month. Oh, I just, you know, it's a new year. So I'm starting, uh, you know, my prices increased th- by this much. Um, yes. Every year, your prices should increase a percentage. Like, set something that just makes it more like you aren't, this is a business. You need to make a profit in order to make a profit. You have to charge for your time. So I don't love the saying charge your worth because I think everyone's worth is so much more than what you can actually charge. I think, right. I think you need to charge what is going to benefit you and your business in the long run. I think we kind of have to like flip how we're looking at charging. Um, if you're newer, yeah, charge less if you are more comfortable with that. But know that you can increase your price, your how much you charge per hour as you go. You are not stuck with a price. I've seen far too many organizers get stuck on, yes. well, all these other organizers in my area are charging $75 an hour, but I'm new. So charge less. You're new. Build up your portfolio and then charge more. Yeah. Thank you. That's huge. Cause a lot of times they think they're, they think you're stuck. Like, Oh, yes. I set my price. I'm stuck for life. And yep. you're not, you're not. When I first started, I was charging $35 an hour. Wow. And then I moved up to 55 and then 75 and now I'm 150. So my prices have increased because my, my time in this industry have increased. So I make it that way appropriately. Like I was at $35 an hour for, I think like five clients. And then I increase the price because I'm like, oh my God, this is not sustainable. I'm not making a profit. So I need to increase. But I had five people that all gave testimonials. So I felt confident in that exchange. But you have to set that bar, right? Yep. That is so important. So important. Thank you for sharing that. I think everybody needs to hear that, whether you're in our industry or not. If you are mm-hmm. building a business, it's okay mm-hmm. to adjust, <laughs> to change, to grow, to evolve. It's okay. It totally is. And if you feel like uncomfortable telling clients that, you know, you started off with $35 an hour, I mean, my five clients that I did 35 an hour, I told them, you know, okay. I'm good. I'm increasing my prices, but for the year that like, or whatever the project that we signed, you will still get this rate. So I informed them of this. So I'm like anyone else that you refer me to just know that my prices have increased, but for you until we finish X, Y, or Z project that we signed the contract for, you get to stay at this rate. And then next project we do, we're going to increase the price. Awesome. And they, that's why the contract is so important. So important. Get a contract. Yeah. Yes. Because it protects you. It protects your client. It's just good. All all in all. And it sets that expectation too. Like your client will know what to expect. So you aren't going to, because I've seen that a lot too, where you get some critiques or criticism and then they take it so personal and you can't, you have to set that expectation. Well, you know, I set up the system. You have to maintain the system. That's how this works unless you want to hire me to come in once a week and keep it organized for you, but then that's going to cost you. That's so good. So important. So important. Okay. I love it. 
Now tell us, where can we find your book? And who is your book most ideal for? The book can be found on my site, theorganizedmama.com. And the book is ideal for busy families, but really there's so many useful nuggets in there for everyone. I have checklists, I have flow charts and all of that fun stuff included in the book as well. So if you're looking for just kind of, you know, a pretty coffee table book, it is perfect. You know, if you need a pink or no, it's a, what color is it? It's teal. The binding is teal. So if you need teal in your rainbow organizing books, it's perfect for that. That's right. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, I can't wait to see your book come out. Um, Thank you so much for being with us today. And we will include all these details in the show notes so everyone can find your book. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Passion to Profit podcast. If you loved it, please let us know so we can create more content that will be useful to you. We would also like to invite you to our free masterclass on attracting high paying clients. Just visit barbiejoe.com to register for our next free masterclass so you can start filling your calendar with high paying clients and step into a full-time business and not just a hobby. We want to show you how to make more money in less time.